That is not dead, which can eternal lie. And with strange eons, even death may die. These are the stories that were, stories that are, stories that shall be. These are fortunes untold. Well, welcome back to Call of Cthulhu. Make a sanity check. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's for me, right? That's for both of you, because you have both seen this wall of singing heads. This might as well be like the Cthulhu... Uh, what, uh, <laughs> the catchphrase. <laughs> Welcome much. to Cthulhu. Make a sanity check. Just about. Oh. Um, what did you roll? I rolled a 100. That's a critical failure. I rolled a 34, so I'm okay. That's... Ah. Uh, that's actually bad. That's bad. Uh, so, Andrew... <laughs> like, it's like both sides of the spectrum there. Like, yeah. I'm good. And well, then... Andrew, given this, you still take one point of sanity. Okay. In this particular instance. So, you're staring... So, Hank, you're staring at these heads, and you're, you're just staring at them. You're, you're looking at them, and, you know, at first you think maybe it's it's puppetry. But, you know, you can see the muscles moving under their neck, and... Their eyes are closed. It's almost like their their faces are almost peaceful. But as you're looking over them, you realize it's the heads are are men and women of both. Well, the, the men, some of the heads are white, and they're all men. Some of the heads are African American, and it's a mix of men and women. And you think back to what these tunnels were supposedly for, and the remains you found earlier. And it dawns on you, you may have just found the slaves from, and their, their jailers, their slavers from a couple of hundred years ago. And off in the distance, I'm hearing somebody else screaming incoherently. <laughs> and then, then it, I realize, no, no, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm uh, the one doing that screaming. Well, and because you took, because you, uh, you fumbled, you take the maximum. On this, you Ooh. take six points of sanity damage. Oh, doesn't Yikes. that do something? I was going to say, and if you recall from last week, man, I am taking the <laughs> sanity hammer. Uh, as you recall from last week, taking more than five points of sanity in a single roll is well. Give me an intelligence check. Come on, it. <laughs> okay, I made that one. Okay, so. You actually managed to... Well, no. Actually, I take that back. This is... This one is a perverse incentives role, functionally. You wanted to fail this one. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, essentially, in this case, the intelligence check is trying to repress that memory, to tamp it down. To tamp the trauma down. If you succeed, uh-uh, you've recognized the full significance and reality of what you just saw. And you have gone temporarily insane. So. Does this so, mean I have to do something? So I, I'm, I'm just talking away to him like, yeah, I, I'm assuming that Hank literally just looks up and then just starts screaming. Like, so, just screaming incoherently. Yeah. Um, so this is temporary insanity. So this will last for a limited period of time. So this is not... Is this, this in minutes, hours, days, years? <laughs> well, I'll go ahead, just for our listeners, this is 1d10 hours. Okay. That this lasts. So uh, it is temporary. Uh, it's not, you've got to be committed to the asylum. There is such a thing as indefinite or permanent insanity. Yeah. Three hours. Okay. So. <laughs> so you're you're basically suffering a, shall we say, a bout of madness. And I'll, uh, you know what, I'll let Davery's role determine what exactly he's going <laughs> to... Uh, Worse, okay, we? so why don't you explain how that happened? Because I daybreak, I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm waiting for a cue to know how I'm supposed to roleplay this, so I don't know what's going on. Guys, guys, so, I just want to add one thing here, it's just so the listeners at home can understand this. Chad is grinning like <laughs> the cat who got his milk. He is, like, you could, I can see it from over here, even past the the mic blocker thing. More than most role-playing games, being a COCGM does require a certain amount of sadism. It does. <laughs> oh, you can tell. All right, so... Basically, if you take more than five points of sanity damage in a single roll, okay. you you take you go temporarily insane. So one d ten hours, and what that uh, insanity is, you can either roll randomly or the GM can determine. Okay, so I'll roll random. Yep, go ahead and roll. All right, am I rolling percentile? Or? Uh, just one d ten. One d ten. Okay, I got a nine. Okay, so actually that makes perfect sense. You've gained a phobia. 
<laughs> so we have heads. Um, there is a there is a Diamonds. table for that, but in this particular case, craniophobia. <laughs> uh, in this particular case, I would tend to think it would probably be. I don't know what the proper term is. It I'm sure it's actually on here. But is it a phobia of organ music? <laughs> actually, I, I you know what it could be one of two things. I would think. A phobia of, of music or right. singing would make a certain amount of sense, or a phobia of the dead or of corpses. Okay, one of those two things. Um, I kind of like the idea of like the phobia of music and Hank just starts screaming and charging up there and trying to like knock them off and stop them. That makes sense. So yeah, that, actually, that's exactly what happens. And he's gonna grab hold just, of him. Yeah, like, start grab hold of him. He running forward, just screaming incoherently. Yeah, like, yeah. Make it stop! Make it stop! Shh! Shh! Don't, don't worry, I'll take care of it. You just need to stop and think about what you are. You're some, you're a smart Harvard guy, and you got to think. It just takes me. just smacks him across the face. Yeah, and I'm just trying to drag you with me as I'm going over there. All right. Yeah, like well, grab and uh, hold on him. So you're, tr- you're, you're physically trying to restrain him. Well, my strength is 75, so I'm not much oh, weaker hey, than so you. Yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm not like... like like you know the gra- the kid grabbing onto the parent's leg as they get dragged across the thing. No, like, well, he's actually like holding on. To given him. that, however, what's your build? What's your or rather, what's your size? Um, build and, is a one. Okay, and I think his build. I think uh, Hank's build is a two. Yeah, yes. I'm, a, I'm only five foot six. Yes, yeah, so, because your what's your size, uh, Aiden? Um, size size is, is sixty. Okay, whereas I think Hank isn't your size like eighty five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're much. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's huge, monstrous. Yeah. So you're you slow him down, but he's dragging you along just because of the sheer size difference. Yeah. You know who I've actually envisioned uh, would play this guy after being on like the the Marvel comics, DC comics, like. Uh, Superhero, <laughs> like like the superhero diet that they put all the actors on, uh-huh. is. Uh, do you know who Army Hammer is? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who. <laughs> like, that's who I imagine. He's like six foot four, big blonde, blue eye guy. They, they all, like I think he played the Winklevoss twins in Facebook, the Facebook movie. Like he's always the guy they always play to play. Like I'm going to tell you, big, I didn't watch tall, the Facebook like, movie. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. I just <laughs> know this guy. So yeah, you do you do slow him down, but he is kind of dragging you along. And imagine, Hank, you get up to this and you grab like a rock or just whatever you happen to have tool-wise and probably just start trying to batter this thing. Yes. Okay. So I have a machete. Maybe I'm trying to like... like Yeah, you're just like... Wail at it. Trying to smash it. So, uh, Aiden, what are you doing? You know, you do have dynamite. Uh, Well, I've got the dynamite. (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. So, uh... Uh, I could. I, I'm. I'm torn between a. There, uh, there's a door to this room, right? Um, what you see is there is the tunnel you came in, and actually very close to where you are now. You didn't notice until you got closer to the. I guess call it an organ. <laughs> uh, there is a tunnel, a largest tunnel heading away to the south. Okay, so I'm torn between looking down that tunnel and like trying to figure out what to do. I could slap him or like. <laughs> I'm thinking about hitting him with the butt of the gun, like in the back of the head, just <laughs> clocking him one so so I can wake him up. Yeah, are there rules for, because Cthulhu seems to have such a big focus on sanity, are there rules for calming people down or helping them through some sort of sanity shock? Um, yes, generally you would use something like, uh, traditionally it would be psychology, actually, because you're essentially trying to talk them through through this trauma. Um I actually have psychology, psychoanalysis and psychology. Uh, I think everybody has a very small percentage in it. 15%. I'm guess you percent. Yeah. Hey, um, 15 means you put points in it. I only have a 10. Yeah. By the same token, if you can come up with a justification I've got for an intimidate. Using, yeah, if you can come up with a justification for using intimidate okay. or persuade or whatever or fast talk. My intimidate is I'm going to grab him, stare him in the face, and say, if you don't shut up, you're going to make more of whatever did this come down on us. Do you want to be one of those heads on top of that freaking pole? Like, it's basically, if you don't want to be singing with those dead guys, you better shut up. All right, so this would be, I think this is actually a good time for an opposed role. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, you can be intimidate to intimidate, or if, Hank, if you think that you have a skill that makes better sense... To oppose him, sanity, <laughs> <laughs> um, insanity. <laughs> He's got an insanity I... of like nine at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't really think of anything. I'm I'm mostly like, you know, archaeology. So yeah. So let's just do a straight intimidate versus intimidate. And What's let's, your intimidate, by the way? Uh, just the base. Yeah, I, he's, I figured he probably has the yeah, base. So I just have the fifteen. You know, but I and it makes a certain amount of sense. I figure Hank is probably saying, "No, I'm going to destroy this thing. It's got to, you know, yeah. no, it, no, it's got to go. It's got to be broken." Okay, and so you're, you're basically trying to like scare shock him into calming down. And I failed. Like, Twenty six. <laughs> So I intimidate the crap out of you. Okay. So yeah, like, I, literally you look into his eye and you see like the violent gangster side of him. Like he like it's the it's the drawn out soulless element to, to Aiden. Like it's when he goes from like I'm joking Aiden is gonna have a laugh with you and then he turns it like, like Joe, Joe, Joe Pesci the Joe Pesci moment where you're like what the what the, what the hell did you just say to me? Like like that moment where he goes from laughing and joking with you to like I'm gonna you're gonna get your head beaten in if you don't stop. So yeah, Hank you 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 do it, he you realize he's right in okay. both the he might hurt me if I don't come down and the yeah I'm dr- I'm going to draw attention and whatever did this is probably still here and you you calm down and I mean the heads are filling is still they fill you with this this the this combination of fear and rage but you realize he's right okay. it's you know if you're going to destroy this thing you're going to have to find another way to do it I'm just like don't look at them. All right, so yeah, I'll, I'll just look down at the ground. I'm like it's all right, it's all right, it's okay. All right, all right, all right. Are the heads like welded to this thing? Are they? They, from what you can tell from where you're at, and they're they're a little up. Um, it, no, it looks like they're just fitted down like onto the ends of the push down on top yeah. of them, so I could literally pull the heads off if you could get to them. Now they oh, do they, they do high. range up through the thing. Um, give me listen checks. Oh great! Look what you've done now. Yeah, I'm nowhere near. I'm 91. Nope. All right. Got it. Got an 18. <laughs> All right. So, you know, as, as Hank calms down, you, there's a moment of not really silence because the heads have not ceased this whole time. But you hear this snorting, almost sniffing noise. This. <laughs> And you hear the sound of clopping. The hooves. On stone. And something is coming, and it sounds like it's coming from the south. The south? Okay, this is when... Uh, um, so, I haven't heard this. I, I don't know why I'm saying anything. I'm just like... Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> All right. So, Hank will... Uh, probably she's not had the pistol out. <laughs> probably. Turn, I gotta kill something. And I'm going to turn and look for whatever is, is snuffling this way. Ah, so you're not even... You're, you're, you're not even going to inform me that anything's going on? I, I said that. Yeah. I said that I, I'm going to kill something. And then, I turn, and then I turn and look and start moving forward. Okay. Like, this is the point where Aiden goes, kill, kill, what, what are you going to kill? Because <laughs> I figure Hank's a little unhinged at this point. So. It's like you've, you've gone from fear to full-on like, yeah, full aggressive on. rage. Yeah. Got it. He's gone from flight to fight. Yeah. So it, it takes a little bit of time, and you hear the the voice. It's not really moving slowly, but almost deliberate. And what emerges out of the uh, the shadows of the tunnel mouth is this thing. It's frankly the probably the size of a small draft horse, and it stands on what you would really think of as goat legs, the the reverse knee legs. It's this hulking thing. It's this it's got pale, pallid skin. It's rippling with muscle and it's it doesn't really have what you would call a forehead. Like its head slopes down with no notable nose or forehead past its eyes to this mouth full of just ragged fangs, capped off by these eyes that are glowing this sort of flickering yellow red and it as it comes out of the tunnel it's swinging its head side to side and it's it's sniffing and then it sees you two approaching it and it throws back its head and gives off this howl and just charges at you alright <laughs> it doesn't even hesitate you so, say it's about the size of a draft horse. Is it a quadruped, a biped? It is a biped, but it is, if you had to guess, this thing is at least six or 700 pounds. It's massive. And, I mean, you can feel the floor shaking as it charges you. 
<laughs> and you wanted a fight. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm just loony at this point. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, See, I'm surprised that these points you don't get your sanity check. I didn't say you didn't. Oh, sugar pie. <laughs> uh, so, yes, now would actually be a fantastic time for that. Combat ain't over. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, 21. I'm good. All right. You both Maybe. make it? Yeah. All right. That's Barely actually, this time. That's actually pretty good. So you, you take no sanity loss in this case. So this is, you know, and as it comes, like I said, you can, you can feel the floor shaking as it charges you. And as it gets closer, you realize as massive as Hank is, it dwarfs him. It's probably, this fully eight feet tall. I made a mistake by doing this. <laughs> well, at least you have firearms. And that means given firearms is dex plus 50, I'm going to bet you guys go first. Yep. Because yep. uh, it's got a dex of 65. <laughs> Oof, that's so, a lot of decks. Yeah. Do you want to take it first this time? No, it's you're still going first. Oh, yeah, I'm going first. Sorry. Yeah, because you've still got the... All right, well, he's going <laughs> to... I know. I, I said to myself, you know, I'm going to take my time next time. I'm not going to take my time this time. This thing is freaking huge, and especially <laughs> if it caused the sanity check. I'm going to fully auto this ugly son like i don't i don't see the point in like i guess i, get, I don't see the point in saving ammo at this point like <laughs> if it takes one point to re, one time to reload best would be just to shoot it full of as much fair enough all right um, so here's the here's the deal you're going to take an additional penalty die why this thing is moving really fast uh, and it's weaving back and forth between uh stalactites as it okay. charges you so you're going to take one penalty basically that means one penalty die on your first volley two penalty two, on three well there's a maximum of two penalty or bonus dice, so okay. you're going to take two penalty dice on your second and third volleys. Okay. So. But yeah, this thing is moving unnaturally fast for something of its size. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, it would have been... If it was just my die, I would have been... Uh, yeah, it would have been a crit. Uh, um, actually, wait. Wait for it. Um, hard. It hits hard. So it means, um, see, regular is 80%, hard's 40%, and extreme's 16%. Um, yeah, but in this particular case, I think you need a... Or no, yeah, you're right. You need an, It's an exceptional success means all the rounds hit in the volley. So so would that be all the rounds hit What's in your, What was volley? your actual percentage? Um, 36. 35. And the percentage is to be 40. Uh, that's for half. I think in a, for... I know, that's right, you are right. That's actually... Uh, yeah, because extreme would have been a hard hit. Yeah, you are correct. So yeah, all the all the rounds hit in the first volley. Because extreme damage is one d ten plus two plus twelve per round. <laughs> yeah, wow. So luckily, that, luckily no. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah that would that would sting a little bit. Okay, uh, all right. Let's can I uh, all right because you have to choose how many rounds you, volleys you fire off at once. Yeah, I mean I assume you were doing. You said you weren't going to conserve ammo, so I assumed you were doing the same as you've done before. Yeah. Eight, eight, and four. Eight, eight. Okay. And you've got two penalty dice on the second two volleys. Okay, so second volley hits, but it's for half. Jesus! And wow! <laughs> third volley hits, um, but it's for half too. How the? God, man. 80%, man. Like, it's that's, hard for me to fail. I guess that's it. I guess. Um, so, uh, so, eight rounds, four, four rounds, rounds, and two, and two rounds. rounds. So, we'll just... <laughs> if you guys... You I'm might. giggling like an idiot here because I'm just about to hammer this. Well, he's scared. Uh, you know, I mean, you might. You might. I mean... So, ooh. it's a D10 plus... So, a D10 plus two. Times eight. Times eight. No, times... Do you want me to do it? Roll for each round. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, roll for each volley. Time. He just, rolls for each volley. So the first one's four. So that's 32 plus... plus it's uh, yeah, so 32 plus 16, so that's 48. Four, 48 is the first volley. Jesus. <laughs> Second one is three times four. Uh, no, three. Yeah, three Three times four three is... Three plus two? Or? No, three... Uh, three. Uh, so that's plus the two. So it's oh. three. So twelve. Twelve. <laughs> I love how you're doing volley. enough damage. We're having to scribble this down to do the addition. Five um, times two. So that's ten. ten. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, fifty, sixty. That's uh, seventy points of damage. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> I killed Chad's smile <laughs> with all that damage. Uh, like, uh, 
I have to admit that was pretty fun. I can see why uh, you like the sinister. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right. So you punch countless holes in this thing. I mean, you can, if, if you were on the surface, you could see daylight through the other side of it. It's still coming. Wow. I mean, it's staggering. Like, like drunkenly staggering. Uh, Hank, go ahead and shoot. All right. Um, oh, yeah, you're going to need your die back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm surprised it took, like, now, now that's scary because that was a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, I missed. Oh, really? Yeah, I only have the base level. I took oh. sank no points into firearms, so I only have the base 20%. Oh, so you're kind of a, you're, you're more of a brawler. Absolutely. That's gotcha. why you need so once it closes in, then. Okay, so this, like I said, this thing is, is, is staggering. Like, you can see a trail of this slimy gray green blood trailing behind it. I mean, it's like, it's so massive, it staggers into like a small stalagmite of crystal and just shatters it. And it, Real quick, yep. um, so the Colt 45 has an attacks of one parenthesis three. Do you know what that means? Uh, what I'm sorry, what's the what's the column? Uh, under attacks, uh-huh. it says one parenthesis three. Does that mean like you can maybe do three shots or something? Yeah, typically that's what that means. I'd have to look up the Colt why you'd be able to do three shots with it. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm assuming it's uh, like rapidly pulling the trigger, but I'll have to look. But yes, that is generally what that means. It'll say like one, you know, parenthesis three or one parenthesis auto. Okay. Well, look at um, your. It's not really important because um, I missed. I so. can actually look up your weapon skill uh, on this. And what was it? You're of the Colt. The Colt 1911. I okay. think is what he's using. But like I said, I, I missed, so it doesn't really matter. So. All right. So this thing comes pounding up, and let's see, Aiden, it takes a swipe at you. Okay. And as, but as it does, it's actually collapsing, like it's falling to its knees. Basically, whatever is powering this thing is draining away with the vast number of holes you have punched into it. Massive. So, but it is making basically one final attempt attempt to disembowel you. Awesome. Um, so that'd be against my dodge. Yeah, my dodge is a forty percent. So I hate you so much. Hey, I, I made a I made a brute character. The only thing that makes him any way smart mm. is his. Um, well, you better roll well. Oh, crap. Because I got a 27. Nope. Nope. 60. Ooh. This is going to sting a little bit because okay. this is its base damage die. Oh, D6. Shazbat. <laughs> this is its damage bonus. Oh. So when I said this you, thing is massive. You got a chance to kill me here. When I said this thing is massive, I was not joking. You are not joking. I mean, it. I, yeah. Normally, it would also get two attacks. Oh. <laughs> You take eight points of damage. Wow, that's a major. <laughs> that's like that's, that's, that's more that's than half. Um, yeah, so that I mean it it cuts you ba- open basically from crotch to crown almost, just tears across your torso. And I mean, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Oh, major wound. Yep. Yep. And but luckily, it doesn't kill you, right? You know, I think you have what fourteen hit points total. Yeah, six left. All right, so. Major wound. So tick your major wound box, oddly enough. Yep. Uh, immediately fall prone. So when it hits you, it sends you flying back. Yep. And you, you sort of hit up against a... a actually, I think you, you slam into the side of the, the throne. Yeah. And just sort of slide to the floor. Give me a con roll. Okay. That's good because it's an 80. Yeah. I figured you were good at the. This is to see if you fall unconscious. Oh, no. I've got a 10. Okay. You manage to. You start to black out. I mean, you know, your vision starts to go black. You, you manage to fight it off and stay uh, stay awake. So I can think it's like our, his army training's kicking in, and he's just, he's like, at this point, he's just like. Yeah. It's, it's you know, you're, you are Hank, bleeding. Kill it, massively. Hank. It's, it's, it, it's, it. Kill it! I'm not being a freaking human organ piano thing. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it has collapsed at this point to the ground and is no longer moving. Okay. So, major wound. I've already covered basically the three big things. If your current hit points fall to zero while the major wound box is ticked, you are dying. Yes. So, wow. you're not right now, but... So, I've got first aid. Would that be able to, like, I take it we're out of combat at this point? Yeah, you are currently out of uh, out of combat. Would okay. that be able so to, it, like... it killed over and... Yeah, when, when 
it that was essentially its last hurrah. It was it was it was expending the last of its life to get to you, and it, pretty much that was its last act. Just for the listeners at home, he rolled three d sixes. Uh-huh. My <laughs> so he had a chance to like obliterate me. I'm lucky he didn't. Um, but uh, I was so close, so yeah. close. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, he he got his smile back. Um, Chad got his groove back. <laughs> All right. So let's see. So first aid. Oddly enough, the ability to provide emergency medical care. Um, I will also be using first aid. Do you have first aid? Well, the in the general sense that everybody does. Okay. When treating a dying character, essentially right. first aid stabilizes. So essentially, you can't heal a whole lot, but first no. aid is delivered with one hour. It will grant you a hit point. Yeah. Okay. And two people can work together to administer first aid. A success granted if either one of you rolls a success. Okay. All right. You can a first aid can bring an unconscious character back to, uh, basically back to consciousness, and it can stabilize a dying character. Mm-hmm. So, basically, at this point, you can gain a hit point back, and that's about it. Because you're not otherwise a single more, hit point. Yeah, more extensive healing is going to require like surgery and a hospital stay and stitches. Yeah. So essentially, at this point, you can stop the bleeding, and you know, make, keep your your insides in. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really what we're focused on. But uh, all right, give me your rolls. Okay, thirty six. <laughs> What's your uh, first aid? Forty. All right. Ooh. So yeah, between the two of you, you manage to to you know bandage it up and you know secure it in place with you know I, i'm assuming you probably have a roll of bandages oh yeah really I, I brought i uh, aiden had a roll of bandages and yeah you managed yeah. to general first aid kit that you take when you go exploring there you go you are going to have uh let's just put it this way you're going to have a heck of a scar to tell the ladies about in the bar if yeah. uh, if you make it out of this because it looks like you got mauled by a lion yeah or something worse if i like so Okay, I'm going to put one health point back. <laughs> Yay! Hey, better than nothing. Is there any potions? <laughs> I'm sure. It's just not the sort of thing that you necessarily want to take. Okay. Remember, this is Call of Cthulhu. So There's no cure light. I've got here. one more thing. How how often can you heal? Or is it can you only get um, one? That's per... pretty much it for that's this. It? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. If you were to get un- knocked unconscious or dying, then like Hank can make a, an attempt to stabilize you or wake you up. But again, as far as actual healing goes, beyond like a quick patch job, which is what's done here, you're going to require rest and proper treatment. Oh wow, that's yeah, because I took a major wound. Yeah, it is not forgiving. Yeah, this game is lethal. This yeah. is, I think, it's the first time in a game I've taken some serious damage. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, uh, it is not not forgiving at all. <laughs> that, that's why you run in Cthulhu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Discretion is definitely the better part of Valor in a lot of instances. Yeah, the only reason I was like, oh, okay, let's go ahead and fight this is because literally my character's temporarily insane. So. Yeah, but the, my character was like, if I don't shoot this thing, friggin' Hank's gonna bite it. Like, you know? Because you're gonna keep fighting it and I'm gonna be like, ah, see you later, peace out. Alright, so yeah, you managed to get back on your feet and like I said, this thing is lying just sprawled out like wicked claws so Hank's gonna um, sorry Aiden is gonna get over get up hobble over to it and like poke it with the gun like in the head (laughs) it leaks a little bit more but that's about it Um, like I said this thing is probably overall the size of a small draft horse yeah Uh, like I said the head is all sort of bony like like a bony crest covered with this grayish skin but it lacks most normal facial features like its only real facial features are these eyes which are now just black and this massive maw full of fangs it has no nose it has no real forehead is it vaguely serpentine not really um it's the overall shape other than the the reverse bend legs is almost is more humanoid, but you wouldn't say this thing had ever been human. It's definitely not serpentine. If you had to scientifically classify it, it it kind of looks like a ape crossed with a horse crossed with some god-awful beast. You're not really sure what you would uh, what you would qualify it, but I mean, at its core, it's humanoid. Mm-hmm. But it's 
so far removed from anything you're familiar with, you don't know what what to think of it. I think we're going to refer to it as Retreatus Immediatus. <laughs> I think I'm going to refer to it as dead. Oh. All right, so you have successfully defeated this unwholesome thing, barely, on uh, Aiden's part. And everything has grown quiet except for the, the constant singing of the heads behind you. So can I look around and see if there's anything else in this? I want to know what's going on now. Aiden's a bit curious. Like, I mean, in the in the chamber. Yeah, well, well you know where the place the heads are, the the, the throne is, all that other stuff. Is there anything else like around? Not there? really. I mean, the the walls again are studded with crystal growths, just in a variety of colors. You're not sure. Can Aiden like like so see the the one that the beastie thing smashed horse the. Like it's it shattered one as it was coming. You said it, like, one of the one of the like the pieces of crystal. Can he yeah. can he pick it up and like appraise it and see if it's worth anything? Because like his greed is the only thing that's like you can try. I um, mean, you're not a geologist, but you, you can try and see if maybe it'll be might be worth a few bucks. Yep. Uh, while he's doing that, Hank is going to try and like steal himself because I need to look up at these things because I need to know if Josh is one of them. Fair enough. Um, okay, so I'll read this to you. It says, used to estimate the value of a particular item. Mm-hmm. Um, opposing skill difficulty level. Regular difficulty, an item that was not rare or manufactured. Material, 50 old watch. Hard difficulty. I'm going to argue that being that you do not have, have any it. geological background. Should I roll for a... I would call it probably a hard difficulty. Okay. And, and it's going to be more of a guess that maybe it's valuable or... Eh, no, it's probably just quartz. You'll have to, you know. So, would I roll a posing roll on that, or um, just give me a straight skill check at a hard twelve? You think they're probably probably worth a few bucks? Okay, you're not sure exactly what it is, but it doesn't look to be just like quartz or field okay. diamond or anything. You're not sure how valuable exactly, just because it's going to require like a jeweler to tell you. But there's something about these crystals. So he's going to take some, pick some up and put them in his satchel. Like the, right. the shards, not like the, the two heavy bits because yeah. he knows he can always come back down here. He just wants to get them appraised by someone who knows. Yeah. And you don't want to slow yourself down when there are things like that. Yeah. Wandering around. All right, so Hank, so you're going to, you're going to try and steal yourself yeah. to, to do it. So, hmm. I don't know if there's like a willpower or, um, or power. There's power. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and make a power check. All right. Barely. Fifty-four. Right. My powers are fifty-five. So you you do you 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 know you you steal yourself while uh, Aiden's over there picking through the through the shards and and you turn and you look and you scan the heads and of the score of them there's no one there you recognize. Okay. There none of and it's hard to tell the age of the heads. They're between the runes that are carved into them. They're and they're weirdly well preserved. That's what I was about. That was the next part is because you mentioned that, but he was in, Hank was in the middle of a freak out, yeah. so I didn't get all that opportunity. No, they're 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 almost fresh looking, but you get the distinct feeling they really shouldn't be. Yeah, not if they're <laughs> from the colonial times. So, but no, you you definitely do not see your friend up there. Okay, good, <laughs> good. So now. You know, Hank's looking. He's 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 looked up there. He's doing that. All right. It's just they're just alien harps. They're just blowing through those pipes. It's not. It's gruesome, but it's explainable. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, but you hear that little voice in the back of your head that you know better. <laughs> All right. So again, you have the tunnel you came in from. Back to the east, and Aiden's going to reload and change the magazine. Of I think course. it's important to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's like after that. Aiden's being like, "We gotta be. You gotta be more careful. You can't go running off like that. You almost got me killed." All right. I, thanks. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate not getting killed. <laughs> All right. So again, there's the tunnel you came in from to the east. And the tunnel to the south that this thing loped out of. I hate to say it, but I think we're going to have to go south. We've got to see if Josh is around here. Uh, so I guess Josh could be in some real danger. We need to need to be careful. Absolutely. 
So flashlight's on, walking onwards. Yep. All right. So you come through a series of tunnels. Most of them are actually fairly large. And there's a series of twists and, and turns. So I'm just going to ask you real quick, right or left? Right. Right? Okay. Right or left? Left. Uh, okay. So you wander through and... Again, you hear, every so often you hear scurrying, and you hear, the the the, the singing fades mm-hmm. as you go through, but you, every so often you hear scurrying, and you, you catch a glimpse of small pale shapes, like, down the side of the tunnels you don't take, but nothing really accosts you. Um, so as we're walking, and I'm thinking of this is over, and we we saw the uh, we saw the the runes that were carved mm-hmm. into this. Thing. I have a cult. I have an occult of fifty. Okay. Can I roll to see if maybe it's from a some like sort a of... tradition you recognize? Exactly. Or yeah. Sure. No, no success. Nothing. It is nothing you're familiar with. You think through all the, the you know the the strange religions and cults and tombs you've raided and all the things you've studied and. None of this matches anything you've seen. The runes are, you know, whereas like the architecture in the murals sort of vaguely looked Sumerian or Babylonian, the runes don't match anything you know about that, about cuneiform mm-hmm. or anything like that culture. It's it's nothing that you recognize, particularly the ones that were graven into the heads. And you're, you're walking through. I don't understand this, Aiden. This... I don't see how anything this vast could have originated under the town and no one stumbled across any connectors. How it's just, it just appeared somewhere or, or whether it's, it's never been commented on. No one's ever stumbled across this before. It's. Or they did and they didn't make it back. <laughs> there, they did board everything up. They could have tried to forget it on purpose. Uh, Hank, give me a... Actually, both of you. I'll do this. Give me spot hidden checks. Okay. Oh, I'm good. Four. I'm... 77. 77, <laughs> man. The dice I'm have s- abandoned you. They have. Um, I actually have spot hidden as well. I have my spot hidden... Oh, it's only 25. But, um... You got the base. Yeah, I've got, I ruled a four. <laughs> All right. So, Aiden, you notice... Hank does not. He's busy kind of mumbling to himself. You actually notice out of a crevice in the wall, you see this small, pale hand reaching out towards Hank and it's kind of grabbing at uh, the his his holster like it's trying to grab uh, grab for his gun so can I like I want to like put my boot on the hand and like nail it to the wall like you know how like you <laughs> like so well it's at like holster level so it'd be like hip height yeah right? about hip height so like just literally take his foot slam it against the hand and just push it into the wall uh, you can give it a shot that's going to be an opposed check Okay. So your brawl, <laughs> I should have or your unarmed, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, it's fighting brawl. Yeah. Brawl. Excuse me. I've got twenty five percent of that. I'm lost. Uh, uh, versus, it's basically going to try and retreat before you. Yeah. Pull before you can. Away. So. Nope. Nope. And ninety two. Uh, yeah, I definitely beat that. Not by much, but you know, <laughs> comparatively. But I did beat that. So yeah, you you go and you shove Hank out of the way, and you try and you know like smash this hand, and it. You hear that, like a, a quiet screech, and it jerks back into the into this little crack in the wall. But turn around. What? Uh, there's something reaching for your gun. You put your gun in your hand. There's some. There's stuff in here. It's tiny, tiny little thing trying to grab you. So he's gonna t- t- turn, turn the flashlight to where it was and said, "Listen, you little bastard! If you don't pull yourself out, the next time it'll be around through your freaking head." <laughs> now that Aiden's finished threatening the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, gun in hand. <laughs> of course. So you, uh, again, you're, you know, twists and turns and, you know, splits, and you're not lost. You've been making chart marks, marks and, and such, but, man, you're not sure where you are in relation to Providence anymore. You're so far below ground. You've come so, so far along at this point. You're really not entirely certain where you are. And you come out of a tunnel mouth into another grotto or I hesitate to call it grotto, room. Because this room is clearly artificial. And it's smaller than most of the caverns you've been into, but it is very clearly rectangular. 
and okay. it's dominated by an enormous natural column that stretches floor to ceiling and it's been carved into the likeness of a massive great coiled serpent with a right white crescent symbol carved into its forehead and fitted with these pale gemstones and in front of the statue there's a large rectangular I'm not even going to make you roll the archaeologist recognizes it as an altar and it is marred by dark dark stains uh, across the intertwined geometric carvings and ruins and on either end of it you see these spherical sensors essentially of what appears to be gold um, on either end of the altar and there's a smoke almost like incense seems to be coming from them and it just smells uh, slightly slightly sweet Um, Aiden's <laughs> eyes fixed on something. Uh, I'm sure you do. Yeah, on those golden uh, braziers, the golden braziers and the big gemstones in this. Oh, oh, um, so got a picture for us. Yeah, there is a. It's a pretty. It's pretty tall though. This thing's yeah, like huge. Massive. Yeah, this thing is probably easily a hundred feet tall, and it's. I say serpent. It's essentially the likeness of a massive hooded cobra. Yeah, king cobra. Hanks in a tap Aiden on the shoulder and quietly say we need to go around the outside of the room we need to see what's what's in here I also don't like the look of that altar I definitely don't like that so give me uh, give me power checks power? as you're exploring pow yep I got a three. Oh wow ah, 70 nice and back baby what did you get Aiden 70 70 so you failed I have no power <laughs> I've, I've lost too much sanity already. I'm fine. <laughs> so, Aiden, the, the incense has kind of given you a little bit of a headache as you're as you're going around. The room is oh, honestly so powers your resistance to like magic and influences. It's, on it's the... a combination of innate magical power, willpower, and a few other things. Yeah. So the, the, the incense has kind of given you a little bit of a headache. It's just annoying. Yeah. The room itself is largely empty, although you do find like off in the dark corner, you do find some bones, like a pile of bones, like discarded bone. So Hank, as you were searching the room, your your vision starts to kind of get a little cloudy almost, and you're you know, the you feel almost slightly euphoric almost, sort of like, you know, that time, that little bit of time you spent in the Chinese opium den oh, no. a couple years ago. This is on success. <laughs> on success. And suddenly... You're looking up at the, you know, Aiden's on the other side of the room, and you're looking up at this statue. You know, you're, you're kind of staring at it, and it almost seems like it's looking back at you. And suddenly, from its mouth, you see this cascade of snakes, like a, like this huge cascade of snakes of various breeds and and types, just erupt from its mouth. And you notice as they as they rain towards you, each one has a white crescent on its forehead. And you just stare. You can't move. You're transfixed as you're engulfed by this this writhing mass. I, I'm trying desperately to move because i got to get me and Aiden out of here because yeah. they're snakes. But uh, they don't bite you or, or constrict you, but they, they're crawling across you, and you can feel their tongues flicking across your skin. And after a moment... You know, you can't see. I mean, they're literally covering you. All you can see is this mass of snakes. But after a moment, you see this titanic serpent's tongue force its way through the ma- through the mass, and it brushes across your face. It's almost like it's tasting you. And then your your vision clears, and you find yourself, you know, basically hunkered on the floor of this of this temple staring up at this statue and but the snakes are gone. And give me a sanity roll. Oh, I hate this so much. I hate this so much. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Man, they are going to just destroy me. Uh, you only you still only take one point. Okay. Um, I rolled low on that. You gain two points of Cthulhu Mythos. Ooh, so how does that work? Uh, essentially, so in this case, there are instances where I can call for a Cthulhu Mythos check. And Cthulhu Mythos is a skill you cannot directly purchase. 
It is only gained through direct experience, such okay. as what you had, or through occult research in blasphemous tomes and what have you. The thing with Cthulhu Mythos is the maximum amount you have in it is directly, inversely proportional to your maximum sanity. <laughs> so now that you have a two in Cthulhu Mythos, your maximum sanity that you can ever have is reduced by two. Okay. Permanently. So, so the more you find the more you find out about this, the less connected to reality you are. So right now and right now does it work just like a regular skill? Like yeah. I, I could roll a two or lower on the basically. Yeah. And and Cthulhu Mythos is one of those things it's the balance between it can help you find answers, but at the same time, it's slowly eroding your mind. Okay. And you you very much realize you've had an encounter with whatever thing this place is dedicated to. What type of encounter? Like, has <laughs> and, he, like, been... Well, you are on the other side of the room. You're poking around this pile of bones and they look like they've been discarded. You don't have the medical knowledge like to really human? tell. Uh, they look you your character's background, you have some experience with corpses. They look human esque, but they're smaller okay. and stunted. Okay. And the the arms are longer than they should be. Okay. And the skulls are deformed. Hmm. You would strongly suspect these might be the bones of the small white ape like creatures that attacked you early on okay but uh, you don't notice any of this until you I think you probably hear a gasp from the other side of the room after a moment and assuming you hurry over you find Hank kind of staring transfixed at this statue yes I hear you Aiden's gonna slap him like right across the face (laughs) there's a lot of that going on around Hank what? Wake up! What you, you gotta be with it, man, man. I'm, 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 I'm in some serious pain here, and you're acting like, like you're drunk. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Let's let's keep going. Let's let's move on. <laughs> okay, so Aiden's gonna look around and be like, "We gotta mark this room, though." He t- goes over to the wall and he writes, "Lots of money to be made here." <laughs> <laughs> so, is this room? So we make the, the sweep of the outside. Is it's it... basically a dead end. Okay. There are no other... Like I said, the walls of this are carved stone, and they're covered with the serpent and geometric motif that you've seen through various other parts of this. Um, this room is, you know, even beyond the statue, is very obviously artificial. Okay. You know, no, <laughs> there was no natural process that formed this. Gotcha. All right, so... All right, so you guys come back out of this temple. Hank is in a little bit of shock at yes. this point. He's taken some some hammer blows to his sanity, whereas uh, Aiden seems to be just oblivious enough <laughs> that he's really kind of missed out on most of it. I think you've taken one or two points of sanity damage. Maybe but, my eyes are a little lighter than they used to be. Yeah, uh, like well, Aiden's in a lot of pain, so he's probably true. just paying attention to like. <laughs> You're wishing you'd bought morphine. Yeah, like he's trying not to like keel over or anything like that. He's just like he's like walking around, but he's looking at stuff. And even when he was poking through the bones, he just like kicked a pile of them instead of like sorting through them. He barely bent down. He was just like, "What is this crap?" <laughs> like he's getting kind of he's not happy go lucky Aiden anymore. He's kind of more like I'm pissed off, angry, nearly disemboweled Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> was super shooty action. And he's, he's getting a bit annoyed at Hank because he's like daydreaming and freaking out and doing all this other crazy crap and he's having to hold it together. Whereas Hank is now beginning to understand there's a much wider world than we had understood before. Very much so. So you uh, you guys go back out into the tunnel network and again, you're wandering back and forth for a while. But you seem to be slightly getting... You've reached the point where the moisture on the walls and whatnot has turned from being kind of chilly to being slightly humid. Hmm. And hmm. it's still still damp. There's still a lot of fungus. But you know, previously, most of what you've been going through, it was a little bit chilly. Right. You know, now it's getting a little oppressive, a little, a little warm. I feel like that's a bad idea because that's not, that's not river humidity. That's, that's something else. There's not very much else for us to go. Like, where where do you suggest we go from here? We don't, oh, great. It, we don't have anywhere else we can go, but I'm just saying, just be careful. Oh, I'll, I'll be careful. You'll be careful. 
So you you make your way and ever ever deeper into the bowels of the earth, and you come out into another another chamber. And this one is well. As you as you walk in there, you notice the ground. There's a, a humid mist has formed, and you notice it's actually coming from. In this case, it's actually coming from apertures in the ceiling. And as you look up, dangling from the ceiling of this chamber, there are about twenty pods. This sort of translucent yellow, and within them, you see humanoid shapes floating in a, in a frothy green liquid. And one of those pods, the, the, the leathery skin has been torn and peeled back and it's empty. Oh, I don't like this at all. Give me, oh. uh, give me sanity checks. Oh, man. Like I said, they've started coming now. <sighs> and nope. Nope. Did both fail? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, all right, I'm just going to roll ones for the two of you. Three points. Oh. So you're getting chipped away at... Yeah, I was about to say, man, I, I, I got to be honest, man. I'm feeling like this is, is a good example of the the problems I had with Call of Cthulhu. It's starting to creep. Well, yeah, because I'm 13 points down. So, mm-hmm. again, same thing. I'm like, all right, so I've, my character could basically play four times before I went irrevocably well, insane. not really, because you can recover sanity. Okay. Um, sanity is recovered by, and I, I haven't really covered it right yet. I was going to cover it at the end. But you can recover sanity by defeating things and through... Uh, psychological treatment stuff. There, are, there are ways to heal it. It's not okay. a permanent loss. That's why there's that's the, why the chart runs all the way up to like ninety nine. So whereas only... you don't usually start that high, because yeah, there are there is a way to recover sanity, and part of that is by defeating the horrors that you find. But also, so part of the only permanent loss he has is the two methos. For yes, specifically. and that's one of the right. few spots where, and that's not even really a loss from his sanity. That is essentially lowering the maximum cap. Okay. On sanity. So instead of the maximum cap being, you know, 99, it's now 97. Yeah. And as mythos, Cthulhu mythos ticks up, that ticks down. Okay. But you'd have to gain a significant amount for it to make a huge difference because I think each of you started, what, around 50 sanity? Yeah. So, you know, it, it would have, you'd have to lose or gain a significant amount of Cthulhu mythos for it to make a huge difference there. Yeah. Gotcha. Is where it comes in. But... But sanity is not a permanent loss. Okay, so, good. Cause that, and we will cover that. But all right, yes. yeah, because that, that was my big thing. I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is exactly the problem I had with it because, yeah, I got four times I can play this character and then I got to make up another one. Yeah, but essentially, and part of the reason I'm not covering it right now is because I don't feel like, even with having defeated some of the you know these horrors, that you're in a situation where you can your character can decompress. We still don't yeah, know what's going on. You're still under threat. You're right. still in the situation. Still under threat. We still haven't found Winnie. We still, yeah. yeah, we've still got Do you know like the movie The Descent? Mm-hmm. I like wind and there's just these things under the ground that keep k- trying to kill them. That's what this feels like. You've gone into some place. There's just things that start to kill you. They make they make musical instruments out of your body parts, and they're all they've got a mythos that doesn't make any sense. And we're looking for someone we still can't find. It wouldn't make sense for us to suddenly gain our sanity back because there's nothing to understand yet. Right. We are just literally. It gets crazier yeah, and you crazier. You really haven't had a chance to sit and breathe and process. Right. It's not like it, it, we feel safe. We're still <laughs> stuck under this giant... And on that note, since you both uh, did fail your sanity check, you stare you know, at these at these pods, and as I said, they're sort of uh, translucent, and you, you, the longer you stare, the humanoid figures that you've made to make out details, these aren't people. These are, these are serpent men. Those... The figures in there are distinctly reptilian, are these, but they're humanoid. Are they like... But they're not like the things that we met earlier. No, but they look suspiciously like the things you saw in the murals. And as I said, there are, you count, there are 21 pods. How many sticks of dynamite do I have? I'm going to say three. Three. I'm going to take one and I'm going to hand it to Hank. And I'm going to be like, listen, stuff starts going crazy. I'm not messing around anymore. This is, this is, this is a threat. We, right. We behave like these are threats. Here you go. All right, I'll put that in a satchel. Now, put, I was talking to you. You better start not going crazy. <laughs> and As if Hank, it's something you have control over. Exactly. Hank will just aim his pistol at one of these sacks. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and shoot at one of these guys. All right. I, honestly, they're not moving. I'm not going to make you roll. Okay. Um, so you 
you <laughs> strike it, and you know it hits with a soft sort of thud, and you see this yellowish, greenish fluid begin to seep slowly from the side of it. It doesn't like immediately burst, and you can tell from the one that is open that the skin is fairly thick, but it begins to to ooze this this fluid. I'd, I'm just gonna. I, I want to figure out what it is first before, I, like, I'm, I'm tempted to shoot them all. How many you said there was? Like six, nine, twenty, twenty, <laughs> twenty. And now. they're hanging from the ceiling. Yes. So throwing them a stick of dynamite is not going to do any good. <laughs> um, and you just shot one, and the liquid just poured out. Uh, I mean, nobody said you had to shoot these things. Yeah, I know. That's that's the thing that I'm kind of. I'm like looking at you, kind of like. What was that about? Like, there's not, they're not, they're not doing anything. Um, so, I'm gonna look around. I want to see like uh, the floor that they're directly under. Is it wet? Well, it's wet now, but like, is it's it? It's hard to tell. I mean, it's definitely damp, but there's this sort of humid mist that's permeating the whole room. You do notice that the entire room is probably several degrees warmer than even the tunnels outside. It's almost like. Well, and Hank would recognize it. It's almost like the, an oppressive jungle heat. It's like it's a, a hatchery. hatchery. Yeah, it's totally a hatchery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why did I shoot it? Give me a compelling reason not to. Okay. Uh, hey, give me you a could wake, check there, Hank. You could wake up all the... Just Hank, because, uh, well, you had the vision. 24? 24, 24 man. Um, so you are, again, as you're, you're staring at these things and you're thinking of how to destroy them, you get this vision very briefly of the this massive serpent with a white crescent on its on its forehead and it, it's looming above a what you would think of as a primitive village and of humans and you see it staring they've they've lashed someone to a post and you see this thing staring at them disapprovingly and the victim's lash to the post begins to twist and scream, and their body begins to take on, to deform and take on these serpentine characteristics. And their jaw elongates and they sprout fangs and whatnot, and you, you get the distinct feeling this is a warning. And then it, and then it clears. I don't know what it's warning you. Of. I'll, I'll don't just, don't pay attention to snakes. Uh, I, I just shake my head. Let's 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 get out of here. Let's go. So I guess we want to move on. <laughs> if you had hadn't had the vision earlier, <laughs> so you uh, you head back in, and you're at this point. You're kind of following the the heat. At this point, because it seems to be that as you've gotten warmer, you've run into more. Artificial things. Things. Great. <laughs> and let me see. I need to make a roll. Right. Yep, and I made uh, not a very good roll, so that's good. Yay! So you follow the tunnel, and as you. And this is actually very close to the what you called the hatchery. And the tunnel is very clearly artificial. Mm-hmm. It's not stacked stone, but it has very obviously been carved. And as you walk further down this tunnel, it gets warmer, and it's very, very, even more humid. And you smell... It reminds Hank as nothing so much as the Marrakesh night market. A strange mix of perfumes and spices begins to sort of permeate the air as you walk and you step out into this room and it's well lit by these sort of strange crystal globes in the ceiling and you see furniture like a pile of leather of what appear to be leather rugs and furs and pillows in one corner there's a bubbling pool of water nearby almost like a hot spring and you see more disturbingly across from you you see a 
barred alcove. There appears to be a cell. And nearby, a set of laboratory tables. Oh, no. And immediately behind them, looking up in sudden surprise from a, a bookshelf covered in scrolls, you see this tall figure dressed in robes, probably seven feet tall. And as it turns, it lets out a hiss. And you see it is a serpent, a humanoid lizard. This is when Aiden's going to kick up and say, listen, he's wearing the robes and stuff like that. Yep. I'm going to assume that you're not stupid. Because if you're stupid, you're going to end up dead. (laughs) Don't ruddy move. And we'll find out what happens next time. (sighs) The threat of violence hangs in the air as Aiden and Hank finally come across the head of the snake, an architect of this misadventure. What will they discover? Join us next week for the final episode. Want to suggest a game? Please email us at fortunesuntoldpodcast at gmail.com the fortunes untold facebook or twitter you can also find us on google player itunes and of course at our home on the nerds on earth website thank you for listening and roll on <laughs>